listen, fuckhead. You know, yeah, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do. You can put me on mute. You can turn the goddamn channel for all I care. What the fuck are you doing? And you're listening to us now. So obviously you hit the fucking mute switch night, asshole. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and since we're talking about the money in the bank this weekend, uh, to my right, we have climbing the ladder of success. It is Dan. All right. And to my left, dangling from the ceiling like a giant bollock, it's Daryl. Hi, mate. You all right? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you while, while you sleep. <laughs> At least wait until I sleep then. That's fine. S- save it all for the best man speech. Oh... Interesting. I hope you take a note of each one of these and like you mention it in the. They're all online. You can get them anytime you want. I don't listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> News. WWE announced the roster for the Cruiserweight Classic this week. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go through all the participants because you know, I just, I just wrote the list down, so that's like easier than actually doing work. Okay. So I just copied it off of a nondescript website. Lots of pain. Yeah, definitely loads of pay. Yeah, Wrestle Zone. I mean, I, I thought about PW Insider, but then I remember that my, that destroyed three of my computers from 1994. So I thought I'll just yeah, it, it was words. that site with all the ads that damaged it. P- yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever been on PW Insider? It's like one giant pop up. Yeah, it's it's just getting barraged and it's awful. It's it's horrific. Anyway, the participants give me some kind of feedback on these guys. Uh, first one, Koto Bushi. Yay! Yeah, it's pretty good. I like Koto Ibushi. I'm excited about Koto Ibushi. I don't know if I've seen him. I, I recognise his name, so he'll be alright. I actually bought tickets, like, it'd probably be about five or six years ago now, to go and see a show with Koto Ibushi, and it got cancelled. It was a... They were going to do a, a round-robin tournament in Portsmouth, I think? It was an A merchandise show, you know, Mark Sloan and all his company. And yeah. there was going to be Koto Ibushi... Claudio Castagnoli, obviously now Cesaro, and I think the third one was Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, that would be pretty it, good. Was it Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Doug Williams, maybe, that were good? Anyway, Cesaro was going to be on the show as well, but the way it worked out, they didn't do the round robin. They did a normal tournament format. It was Claudio Castagnoli against Joel Redman, Doug Williams against Zack Sabre Jr., and then they both went to the final and Zack Sabre Jr. won. Just because that was the time at which everyone was sort of diving on the Zack Sabre Jr. bandwagon and going, oh, we made him, even though none of them did. I'll carry on. Yeah. Grand Metallic. Now, you might know more about this than me. Neither of you do. I can see a blank. (laughs) Grand Metallic is a new name for Mascara Dorada. Okay, yeah. So he's he's quite a famous guy in the... In Mexico, isn't he? Yeah, he's a name I recognise. I believe he left whichever company he worked for not long ago. Wasn't he in the first season of Lucha Underground as well? I can't remember. He might have been. I watched like three episodes of that. I just, yeah, so I think he was. Possibly. Daryl, I know you're going to know this one, so don't worry. I've actually okay. got one for you here. Tajiri. <laughs> I fucking love Tajiri. <laughs> I fucking love Tajiri as well. I'm delighted to see Tajiri back. <laughs> if only because he's going to be in the same building as William Regal again. Uh, oh yeah, I'd not even thought about that. That would be that would be pretty interesting. If they're doing any sort of storylines in between these, I'd actually quite like to see some interaction between them. Or if William Regal's like, I've just got my little mate here from 2001. <laughs> yeah, stop touching the teapot. Come on, Tajiri, <laughs> in you go. I was watching a thing the other day, I don't remember if I mentioned this, when uh, when we were doing our recap show from DDP, I watched Stone Cold Steve Austin walk into William Regal's dressing room and say, I need I need some serious consultation with someone who'll understand me. And William Regal's like, well, you'll always, you'll always have me. He's like, no, no, I mean Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Yay. You've seen Zack Sabre Jr.? Have I? Yeah, probably. At least um, once. I know who he is. I'm not, it's not like the other guys you mentioned, but I, I don't know if I've actually seen him wrestle a match live. Oh, really? Yeah. Right, okay. You should not... watch some of his stuff, because he, he is. See, I've heard good. he's good, but he don't wear knee pads, does he? No. No, got- no, because like I'm a bit, I'm big on wrestler fashion, and <laughs> why are you wearing kick pads but not knee pads? He's got a cool entrance jacket. Yeah, it's a shiny entrance jacket, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit BMP though, isn't it? <laughs> what? Just I know it's got- a bit. It's more like seventies world of sport is technical it? guy, which kind of he is. So okay. it fits him. Right, I'll well. let him off then. He seemed like at one point he was going to be the next 
British guy to go to Japan and make it big, wasn't he? And he's works for Noah, I believe. Yeah, and but Noah are like well down now. Well, that's the thing. He joined just about the time that Noah were just sinking. I think did he join before Mizawa died? I think it might. I think he'd done a few bits before Mizawa died, and then he stayed with him afterwards. And of course, company died with Mizawa pretty much. So I know he was on a European navigation, obviously. Yeah. But I don't remember if he actually went to Japan before Mizawa died. Anyway, either way, um, hopefully this will be some kind of springboard and you can resume like rising up the ranks. Because, I mean, you look at someone like Will Ospreay, who's come almost out of nowhere, and he's definitely a bigger star now than Zack Sabre Jr. So yeah. hopefully Zack Sabre Jr. can resume his path. Um, Noam Dar, he's my pick. He's my boy. He's the guy to win the tournament. He's going to win it all. So, oh, I know I'm Dar. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. Nam's a good dude. Good guy. Yeah, nice guy as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Why, why, are we, why are we all laughing at this? Nothing. I, I literally cannot even say because I think it would end up with some kind of lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. But he's a nice guy. Okay. That's yeah, what I'll say. He's, and he's, he's my boy. Right. He's Scottish. So <laughs> okay. He's I had a mate at school's last name with Dar, so he's all right. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Just throw that out there. Cedric Alexander? He I, was a Ring I've of Honor guy. Him. Yeah, he left Ring of Honor to join the tournament. So, that sounds things, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I can't actually remember much about him. I know I've seen odd little matches, but it didn't really leave an impression on me. But he's, I'm, from what I remember, he's he's good. But there's not much more I can say. Fair enough. Uh, <coughs> Damak. Hmm? Damak. Damak. No, not Rodney Mac. I'm afraid. Militant. No, not Damak Militant. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's just a German wrestler. Right. That's literally, I've got, like, this little list gives me a few descriptions of him, like, for people who might not know, and his entire description is, German. A German wrestler. That's all. Fucking phenomenal. Tony Nese, is it N-E-S-E, is it Nese or Nezzy? Nese, Tony Nese, Nese. he's off the TNA, isn't he? Is he? I've heard heard that name, Tony Nese. I've heard the name, but I have no idea where from. Well, he's in Evolve. He won, he was the last qualifier to win him oh yeah on the iPay-per-view this weekend he did a gauntlet against the people who'd already qualified to yep. get a spot yeah yeah so he's um, probably I would imagine since they've done that and obviously they're working very closely with Evolve they probably want him to go quite deep into the tournament but I mean this is all like conjecture at this point yeah Zombie uh, a re- Mexican wrestler who'd been working for Elite Lucha Libre but apparently he'd sort of disappeared he so he's possibly as similar to uh, Grand, Melas- Grand Metallic in that he's hoping to kind of transfer from the Lucha world to WWE, hopefully get himself a contract. Uh, these these ones are where they start to get a little bit funny. Clément Petou, who is a bodybuilder from France. Huh, great. Fabian Eichner, a bodybuilder from Italy. Oh, here we go. Now, <laughs> no, they're not, they're not all bodybuilders, I'm afraid. Um, Harv and Gov Sira. Now, I'm really sorry if I said that wrong. Um, these are the Bollywood Boys tag team from British Columbia, which I think is in Canada. Yeah. Yep. And they're half of the GFW tag team champions. They're, sorry, they're the GFW tag team champions. So the tag team are entering the Cruiserweight tournament together? Or are they. I, no, they're entering separately, but right, they're, okay. they're both part of the tournament. And okay. they'll definitely fight at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, inevitably. But. The, the interesting thing to me was that they're the GFW tag team champions. Yeah, I think the NXT is going to join the force. I think like they're going to ring up Jeff's cash for gold and uh, <laughs> get, get some gold bars. <laughs> We're taking over, said Jeff. <laughs> I'd love to see Jeff Jarrett back in WWE. Do you know what? As a side note, it, it'd be brilliant. It would never happen ever, but it'd be amazing. I think this room probably has Jeff Jarrett's three biggest fans. <laughs> I've still got my Jeff Jarrett WCW shirt What's your somewhere. favourite era of Jeff Jarrett? WCW Slapnuts era. Did I you not like that. the one when it was like um, either when he was just as he was singing and then he was feuding with the real Double J, Jesse James? <laughs> or did you not like it when he came back as part of the uh, NWA and he was the North American heavyweight champion? Those were all right. But <laughs> They're my two favourite eras of Jeff Jarrett, to be WCW honest. WCW champion Jeff Jarrett was awesome. Anyway. Four letters, double J, double M, A. That's all. <laughs> Genuinely, that great. probably the best thing TNA have ever done. Uh, Rich Swan. Now, Rich Swan, he was a guy who was pretty famous on the indies, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, for... he's with NXT now. Yeah, right. He was announced even though he's injured, but apparently he might have healed up. So okay. 
He's announced for the tournament whether he actually participates, and no one's really sure. Brian Kendrick, Spanky. Oh, yeah. He'll be good, isn't it? He's wrestled a few NXT shows, hasn't he? Like, yeah. A while back, yeah. Well, he did. Or did he, did he do just one? do one? Maybe, Maybe he, he did two. He had the match against Finn Balor. I remember that one because it went really long. It was about the time that Rhino came back as well because they were like making a big deal of the tapings that holy hell, why are these guys even turning up? And, and obviously. He trained Eva Marie, so she's passable as a wrestler now. Showed her how to do the sliced bread number two. Yeah, which is not hard to do anymore, apparently. Really? <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Akira Tozawa. Now, this guy is one of the top stars in Dragon Gate. I've seen Akira Tozawa a few times. Did you go to the Dragon Gate shows in Coventry, Daryl? Uh, I think, I believe, I've, I've been to a Dragon Gate show with you. I've been to two Dragon Gate shows with you. So I believe I... You will have seen yeah. him then, I'd expect. Yeah, I've Dan, seen I reckon before, you'll have seen yeah. a bit of him as well. He's He was the guy, it's probably hard to describe, but he's he probably would be the guy with the most personality from the show, I reckon. Okay, I'm literally Googling him as we speak. Because... He had quite, he certainly had dyed bleach blonde hair and I think a goatee. He's the guy who did the the gesture where he was like that all the time to the fans oh I know yeah I remember him yeah bleach blonde hair yeah this yeah. guy yeah it's really good kind of like fuck you gesture for anyone listening hey <laughs> you you did the gesture and said like that oh yeah yeah sorry <laughs> well uh, no I was showing him not the listeners the listeners know because the listeners are big Tazawa fans obviously so you know it's pretty good yeah I might have his autograph actually I do actually I went through my I went through my stuff the other day I've got a whole like, range of Dragon Gate guys' autographs. Yeah, yeah, because I think they gave them away for free for people that got ripped off by 1PW. Oh, did they? How yeah. come you got them then? Um, I, I don't owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Gallagher, who, he's a British wrestler. He's been very popular up in GPW, up in, like, Wigan yeah. area. Very technically sound. I think he's... I don't know if I'm mistaken him with someone here. He's, he's the other guy's really pale. Yeah. yeah. So the thing with Jack Gallagher, he used to be Jack Toxic. Just uh, just for like the... a long time ago in this tag team and back then I I just didn't see what like anything good in him. And then he changed up his gimmick and became Jack Gallagher and he's he was fucking phenomenal. Like he's quite similar to Zack Sabre Jr in his style, very technical base, lots of submissions, like wrenching people about and stuff. Uh, he's another good one. He probably won't get as far as some of the other British guys, but it's really good to see him in that tournament. Yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Like, It seems to be a launching pad for a few of these guys. Um, now, you're not these two next. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Yep. Uh, obviously, they're both working in NXT now. They're on that sort of contract, similar to what Rhino was doing, where they're working indies, but they're also working NXT. Possibly, they may be... Have we established whether they're just working, running down dates and they're intended to sign on or they not 100% to be honest it's yeah. weird because like Johnny Gargano is still a big part of the Evolve shows so it's hard to tell with them but they do seem to be a focal point of NXT at, point, at times do you happen to know if they're working for Ring of Honor anymore no they don't work for Ring of Honor at all probably they're, they're signed then aren't they yeah they, they wouldn't be allowed to be on NXT if they were signed to Ring of Honor because of the contracts yeah uh, you'll enjoy this one Dal Ho Ho Lin Ho Ho Lin Ho Ho Lin who the fuck's Ho Ho Lin a small wrestler from Hong Kong that all it says a small wrestler from Hong Kong. A small wrestler from Hong Kong. Does it give you Ho Ho Lin's height? No, just as small. I'll let you Google Ho Ho Lin whilst I yeah, talk I'm about doing that now. Whilst I talk about TJ Perkins. TJ Perkins is the guy who when he was in TNA originally, he was Puma. Not <laughs> not to be confused with Ricochet, who's Prince Puma. And he worked a couple of World X Cups. I think he may even have had a couple of X Division matches. Somewhere around the line, then he took on the suicide gimmick, which I think they renamed it to Manic, didn't they? Yeah. Because eventually at some point, someone must have seen that gimmick and gone, um, does anyone fancy actually selling some stuff with this guy on? Because Yeah, so they released a wrestling figure of suicide, but couldn't call it suicide. and couldn't print the word suicide on its attire. Why was that, Daryl? Uh, because suicide's a bit inappropriate to oh, yeah, sell to that's children. because it's utterly inappropriate yeah. to... So on the yeah. on the figure box, he just has his little logo where the name should be. <laughs> <laughs> like a Batman logo, yeah. but with Suicide's little face. Yeah, he, do you remember he got created from a TNA game? Yeah. So the game manufacturers made the, made the character, called it Suicide, which wasn't appropriate anyway. Yeah. And then the company just went, yeah, this is fine. Bad enough, and it? it's bad enough for a game. Yeah, but putting him in the ring. Yeah, selling stuff with it isn't this little gesture holding a gun to his face. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just wildly inappropriate for a guy that I'm pretty sure they also were trying to, like, they were simultaneously trying to mark it as a sort of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but you see, I can name at least one wrestler that I shot himself in Ed. So <laughs> there'll be others. Ludwig Borger, by the way. <laughs> what are you doing? I finished I finish listeners. Well, I. I, I you bastard. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm not even going to. No, you're not even <laughs> going to get to carry on. Um, Anthony Bennett, who apparently is a New York, New Jersey independent wrestler, I'd imagine that'd be um, thingy, uh, what's it called? All Jersey All Pro Wrestling, yeah. I would expect. Drew Gulak. Oh, um, if I remember correctly, he was Soldier Ant in Chikara. Really? Because I, I think it's Drew Gulak who's You're the probably guy. right. Um, I will double check that he's one. Des- he's described as a top independent star. I did recognise the name. It wouldn't surprise me if that's who that is. Um, I'll just wait for... I'll just fail whilst... Yeah, um, he, he was Soldier Ant. There you go. From Chikara. That was like back when Chikara was sort of bigger than it is now. Oh, um, they still do all right. They do they though. We've got their little niche audience. Yeah, exactly. Which Whereas there was one point at which they threatened to maybe break a little bit into something more. Probably around the it's, time that all I the think Ch- it's because they're a bit too weird to break out properly. It was probably around the time that all the Chikara guys were showing up in Ring of Honor. Yeah. The race to the top tournament. That was really good. Oh, the one it? where they unmasked Jigsaw? No, no. No, it was around that time, to be fair. But yeah. no, uh, the race... Oh, was it? Maybe it was unmasked. Either way, the race to the top tournament was this tournament they did in Ring of Honor over a couple of weekends where a bunch of their talent was away in other companies so they did a tournament um over two weekends with the likes of mike quackenbush and jigsaw and a couple of other chicago uh, hallow wicked was in it yeah um and claudio castagnoli who's now cesaro won the tournament and got on to f- got to go on and face the world championship sorry the world champion for something but it was a really fun tournament like even i enjoyed it and i didn't really watch ring of honor at the time it was good luck hmm. don't think this guy was in it though Tyson Docks, he was a member of Team Canada for one of the World X Cups when I don't know if everyone else in Team Canada was injured or one of them was just too fat to be in the X Cup. They were like, oh, don't put him in the X Cup. Just find a random Canadian person. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> well, I remember him from TNA anyway. Lindsay Dorado, he was definitely in Chikara, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the guy who... Uh... <laughs> Got a major concussion in the ring and had seizures in the ring. That's, that's what I remember from him. But why are you smiling? That's the, that's the thing I remember. It's <laughs> oh my God, that's sinister. You're terrifying. You're a but, scary uh, guy. He was a guy who um, they were clearly pushing for a little while and then there was some disagreement between him and Quack, I think, and now he wrestles mainly in Florida in that area. But um, he, was all, he was like a focal point of Chikara for a long while. He was a really big deal in Chikara, I remember yeah. that. Um. Sean Maluta. Now, Sean Maluta is the nephew of Afa, so he's related to a number of Another Samoan. Oh, he's The Rock's cousin. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> like, we're cousins in a way, because yeah, we've met. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and we're mates, you know, we get along. So, in a way, brothers. Yeah, we're like cousins. Yeah, that's how it works. You, you, you can be our cousin. Okay. <laughs> Raul Mendoza, who was known as Jinzo in Mexico from the DTU promotion. I never even heard of DTU. I don't know what any of those things mean. Yeah. Next, Kenneth Johnson, a Detroit-based independent wrestler. Am I in this tournament? (laughs) Dynamite joke. Uh, You've ruined the joke. I've ruined the joke. You son of a bitch. If either of us two are going to be in the tournament, it's definitely you because I'm not going to make weight limit anytime soon. No. You won't make it up to the like the lower weight limit though. He's living stick thin, isn't he? Look at his little. All right. All right, twig legs. Don't worry. It'd be a good cruise weight if you could like take half my weight. Yeah. You went too busy wearing fucking bear suits all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be explained one day. Uh, Alejandro Saez, who's like some Chilean guy who's known as XL. Right. I just, that's his name. That's okay. his wrestler name. Uh, cool. Damien Slater, Australian based independent wrestler, another Australian guy. The next one, Jason Lee. He was. My name is Earl. Unfortunately not. Devastatingly, <laughs> I'm afraid to say no. He was apparently a guy who was in OVW for a long time. Okay. That's where he's based. And finally, Aya Davari. This is Sean Davari's younger brother. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Why? I fucking thought Davari were coming back. <laughs> oh dear. 
I know I was going to add uh, Dynamite Daryl Matthews, yeah, but he's, but I've he's, that. he's pulled out. Yeah, I always pull out. Yeah, well, so I had. <laughs> no, actually, that's not. <laughs> not what always. I, I heard that was the problem. She's going to be commenting on YouTube again. <laughs> who's your uh, Who's your pick to win the tournament? I don't know what fuckers are in it. No, no. What? Who'd you um, pick? I think no, it no. might be Zach. Hmm? Zach Sabre Jr. might do it. Oh, Zach Sabre Jr. You reckon he didn't know that? What? You reckon Zach Sabre Jr.? <laughs> I'd love Noam to do it, but I think it'll be Zach Sabre Jr. <laughs> just because of the amount of exposure he's got without ever being in the major promotion. You called him Noam, he called him Noam. Noam. Oh, How do you yeah. say it? Uh, I'm terrible with pronunciation, yeah, well, so I'd yeah, go with Graham. Is it definitely Noam? It is it Noam. Is Noam. Yeah. Oh, I just want to be sure, just because we will talk about it in the future, I want to get it right. Yeah, yeah it's right. just me being shit with pronunciations. Who'd you pick, Daryl? Oh, Tajiri. I, I hope Tajiri at least makes like the finals. I reckon he will because he'll put over whoever's going to win it because it's, it's like the name in it. It's logical, it? innit? Yeah. I just hope he's not back because I know they're taping them on different dates. I hope it's not a case that he can only do one date so they have him lose in the first round. Yeah. Um, it probably will be Zach Sabre Jr. I don't think Noam Dar will win it, to be honest with you. Um, well, why? Sorry. Why? Why? Uh, why? 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 <laughs> Why? Explain yourself. Why? Why? How long are you going to do this to people? I just don't. I just uh, don't. Why? Because he's not as big a name as Zack Sabre Jr., is he? All right. That's all I needed. Mm. All the people needed. Is it? Still my pit to win. I mean, if you'd have paused between saying why, then I might uh, explain myself earlier. Oh. Sorry about that. All right. Don't let it happen again. Excellent. Right, moving on. There's rumours on news sites. Oh, I thought so. So they're definitely true. But no, but this I'm okay with it because even though it's probably utter bollocks, I enjoy seeing the reactions from you two about it. Okay. That they might be trying to move trying to um increase SmackDown to three hours. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm to be honest, I'm I'm going to watch the first few weeks and I'll probably grow bored of it and I won't watch it. So if they do move it to three hours, it won't actually have a huge effect on me. It'll just be kind of annoying. I think you'd be more likely to grow bored of one or the other. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's nailed on that you'll get bored of SmackDown. I think it's nailed on that you'll get bored of either Raw uh, or SmackDown. Knowing me, it'll be both. <laughs> well, you don't watch Raw anyway. Yeah, because I grew bored of it. Yeah, oh, so you'll just be watching SmackDown and then eventually you get bored of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give Raw another chance get when bored the draft of WWE Network. And, oh, okay. I'll, I'll watch the draft and everything and then watch it for a few weeks, but then, you know, real life will probably take over. Okay. I say real life, I just mean playing Fallout. Thoughts, Daryl? Well, we don't really need it to be three hours, do we? Well... Funny you should say that because there's also rumours. Apparently, Jerry Jerry Lawler's going around conventions telling everybody that uh, both Raw and SmackDown are going to do pay per views every month. Jerry Lawler's said and done a lot of things in his career that we shouldn't. Ah, really uh, we'll stop about. you right there. What, what, wait, yep. wait. I'm not, I'd, I'd quite, what what th- <laughs> things has he said and done in his career? And he married the cat. Yeah, he married the cat, and oh, yeah. uh, he quit when she quit when she got fired, and you know, had that feud with ECW. Yeah, and. Had a heart yeah. attack. Yeah. Didn't like being called the Burger King. Yeah. Had a heart attack yeah. at the side of the ring. Let's not forget that. It definitely wasn't for all the energy drinks that were getting him to drink because they were sponsored by them. No. No, to be fair, it definitely wasn't because he didn't drink them. Jerry Lawler's like a real, life, real do. life Jon Snow, isn't he, in a way? <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he got resurrected, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Okay, well. And they filmed it. So it wasn't by magic, though. <laughs> Exactly. Why, why not? It, you know Vince McMahon, if he could have done, he'd have had the Boogie Monster, boogie yeah, monster Vince next knows, to him. Vince McMahon, know, Vince McMahon knows God. So. <laughs> yeah, he even gave him theme music. Yeah. God put him over. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Bunkers on a roll. Yeah, Vince would have had the Boogie Man like, stood next to J- Jerry Lawler and then out of shot they're defibbing him and then it cuts back to Boogie Man doing something over him until eventually he wakes back up. Yeah. That would have been a great angle. How upset do you think? Yeah, if it'd been JR, that's definitely what they'd have done. <laughs> you know that. You know that for a fact if JR had had a heart attack at ringside. He'd been like, oh, as he wakes up saying what's happened, stuff worms in his mouth. He'd be like, oh, we're really sorry about what happened. Two weeks later, ah, oh, funny JR, here he comes. Oh, no, he's there. Oh, Undertaker's no, he's alive just again. stood behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cage shits on his head. <laughs> While Michael Cole laughs and laughs and laughs. I don't think they're going to do two pay-per-views. They're not going to show... Like, I know it's on the network, so it doesn't really affect them, but surely just for t- 
time constraints more than anything. Yeah, I reckon he's probably got his wires crossed. I reckon what they've told him is that they're going to have separate pay-per-views or events or whatever, and then it'll be like how it used to be where like one month there'll be a Raw pay-per-view, one month there'll be a SmackDown one. And well, just think, if they do three hours of SmackDown as well, that means every month is going to have nearly two full days' worth. It's going to have like over a full day's worth of footage a month. It's How many hours is that, so... It's going to be nine hours. I'll tell you exactly weeks. how many hours. It's too many. That's exactly yeah. the number. That's the actual number. It's just too many for anybody, really. So, any more for any more? Any more news? Anybody got anything else to add? Uh, were we not going to talk about Matt Hardy's tweet? Oh, that's right. Yes, we were. Oh, so, Slammiversary was on Sunday. I, I made a tweet, by the way. Did anyone notice out of the Royal Grumble Twitter account? I made a tweet because I couldn't sleep very well on Sunday night. I, I didn't watch. Uh, yeah, Slammiversary. I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> said no one on our Twitter's, no one on our Twitter's, Twitter stream was talking about Slammiversary. Literally zero people. We have a lot of wrestling fans on Twitter. Yeah. Right? No one on any of the Twitter spheres, whether it was my personal Twitter or the Royal Grumble Pod Twitter, Royal Grumble Pod at Twitter, um, was talking about Slammiversary at all. So I made a tweet pointing oh. out that point. I didn't. I didn't know that because okay. I don't. I don't follow us. But well. someone. Uh, but someone did tweet about Slammiversary, which I saw through some third-party news sources, which was uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy wanted everyone to know. At Matt Hardy brand. At Matt Hardy brand, exactly. Now, Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, I think that's his actual name on Twitter at the moment, isn't it? Yep. But I should preface this by saying that Slammiversary took place on the same day as the horrific shooting in Orlando. And we are in absolutely no way making fun of that, okay? Because... There's nothing funny about that, and there's nothing. There's no fun to be found about it. However, Matt Hardy apparently didn't really seem to grasp the seriousness of the incident. Because, do you actually have the tweet loaded up, Dan? I will find it. Because I feel like we have to quote him. I, I'm guessing that he won't have deleted it either. Because he probably won't. He's a. He's not that self-aware. He genuinely isn't that self-aware, is he? I want people to hear what he tweeted, right? Because I want them to know what Matt Hardy is like. Okay, here we go. So, there's a few tweets now, because he tried to justify it afterwards. The first tweet, I'm in Orlando where a horrific shooting took place. My condolences to all. Let me entertain you with my handling of Brother Nero tonight. Uh, Fucking ridiculous. Escapism was his next thing, just the one word. How? But how how can someone (sighs) be so... How can you be... How can you fail to be self-aware in that situation? You just don't. Tweeted, well, he, yeah. he tried He's to done. explain it later, saying fans at hotel were sad about the Orlando tragedy and said they were looking forward to Slammiversary to find happiness and escapism. I want them to. The Orlando tragedy was devastatingly horrific, horrific, and, uh, horrific and sad. My thoughts are with the victims and their families. Don't misinterpret my words. And then he starts having to go at people like they're the ones in the wrong. Like they're the ones who are taking it wrong that he's promoting a show he's doing that night by saying, "Oh." This is really sad, but don't worry. Cheer yourself up and come and watch this. What the fuck is that? Yeah, just for the listeners that don't understand how Twitter works, if you search the word Orlando, doesn't have to have a hashtag. Um, you'll find all the tweets that say Orlando in them. Yep. So anybody that was searching for news about Orlando also stumbled across his little advert for Slammiversary. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't he hashtag it as well? I don't think he did. He did. No, I just looked. He didn't. All right. Okay. It. Well, that's not quite as no. bad. But he's still a fucking cunt. Exactly. What a fucking shocker! Yeah, it was just a. A silly thing to do. I, I understand his motives behind it a little bit, but at the same time, it was a stupid thing to I do. Think, I don't know if I it's... can decide if that's worse or not, that I genuinely don't believe... Like, I don't believe this is him being malicious. I don't believe this is him doing no, something... No, he's not Val fucking Venus, that fucking cunt. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we're going there. <laughs> of course we're going there. <laughs> that's going as far as I'm going about it. Like, that well, fucking yeah, well, you, cunt. Yeah, well, you can't honey dick them all. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to... I'm gonna show I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you my penis, but not put it in. Right? He said, so you, he said a bunch of shit about how people should. Oh, it's ironic how people wait for the police to show up with their guns. Fuck off, you fucking prick! Oh, what a cunt! That'll do. Right, yeah. yeah, that'll do. That's all. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, splendid. Yeah. Anyway. We're, we're, anyway, the the, the upshot of this is we're not going to talk about Slammiversary because. Well, actually, let's put it this way. Because uh, none of us fucking watched it. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen it, Daryl? I've a fuck, mate. No, no. What, do you know what I was doing? Shaving my pubes. <laughs> I was I was picking my asses, personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you In doing? In tribute to the German coach. Hey. 
Anyway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the Joachim Lowe scratched his balls and sniffed his hands. Oh, yeah. That actually happened yeah. on telly. He, he's Germany's coach, isn't he? Yes. So what what wrestler could represent Germany in the Euros, do you think? I don't know, Daryl. Is there some kind of video that we could watch to Yeah, find I out? think if you search for one on YouTube. Maybe, right. maybe look on the Royal Grumble Yeah, look YouTube on our YouTube channel. page. You might, you might find a video and it, it tells you which wrestler could represent Germany. Is it just that one? Or no, it... there's nine others, so there's ten. Ten different wrestlers that can represent ten different nations. Well, that's, that's ten different pieces just, of information. We're just spoiling you there. Yeah. Get on there. Get on to youtube.com and search for the Royal Grumble. I know we don't have a, a URL yet, so no. don't worry. Or you can find the link on our Weebly page. With that, Raw. Raw. Raw was stupid this week. Not all of it. There were two decent bits, as far as I'm aware. But I didn't watch the whole thing. But I want to point out the entirely ridiculous storyline that they ran on Raw. Because about an hour, maybe a couple of hours into the show, they had an angle where uh, Kevin Owens was saying, oh, Alberto Del Rio's only just turned up 20 minutes ago. And then Alberto Del Rio walks in. He's like, oh, Kevin Owens held me up in the airport. Which was sort of ruined by the fact that at the start of the show, they had a you know very moving tribute to the Orlando shooting in which the entire roster was present. Now, I know that they'll be like, oh, it's, that's not part of the entertainment. And they're right to some extent, but calm the fuck on. He stood right there. He stood right there, Daryl. Yeah, it's a bit... He stood right there. A bit ridiculous, isn't it? It was a bit stupid. Like, just rewrite it. If that's what you've written, and then that happens and you want to pay tribute to it, great. Rewrite the bloody show. It's not that hard. You just change it to go, oh... Alberto Del Rio hasn't come out of his locker. And then he's like, oh, come out. It comes out of his locker room. You locked me in my locker room. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Look, I thought of that just now. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Send that to Vince. He might hire you. They're uh, looking for writers. Are they looking for writers? Yeah, apparently so, yeah. I wonder if Max Landis has thought about applying yet. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luthor from the, uh, from the new Superman film. <laughs> the John Cena AJ Styles contract signing was really good. I enjoyed that because they had this well they had this setup where he had two contracts on the table and Cena offered AJ Styles the choice he could either sign one of AJ Styles accompanied by the band not the band the band, <laughs> the band. fucking the band the band are back together the club it shows you how shit a name it is though doesn't yeah. it because that's that's what it makes me think of is just shit knockoff names of good groups so it showed you AJ Styles accompanied by the club or you could choose to go for Cena versus AJ Styles unaccompanied, straight one-on-one match. And after some deliberation, Styles signed the straight one-on-one match contract. They kept talking about... The only issue I had with this subject segment was they kept talking about it like they'd been the best for 15 years. But 15 years ago, John Cena hadn't even debuted in WWE and AJ Styles hadn't even gone to TNA. <laughs> Um, what year was it 15 years ago? <laughs> uh, 2001. He, he made his WrestleMania debut 11 and a bit years ago. So, was it, have we just had 31 or 32? 32. Oh, so it was 12 years ago. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well he, he was at 19, weren't he? WrestleMania 19. Yeah, he was, he was, he was on, yeah, and then he, he beat Big Show for US title at 20. Basically, the way he said it was, and I know it's a minor complaint, but he was like, this is the match that 15 years ago everyone wanted to see. It's not really. It's the match that everyone 10 years ago could have said they wanted to see. Yeah, but I don't think they did. I I always wanted to see it. Did you really? Yeah, genuinely. I would have always been interested. Were you in not ever match. a part of or seen as a bit shit? No, not really. Did you not have that phase? No, but I had like the complete opposite phase. Like Because everyone was being a dick about, oh, seeing his shit, seeing his shit. I was like, well, no, he's fucking mint, and I'll show you why. Uh because I had it up until he had a good match with Great Carly, and I was like, mm, if, you, if you can make me enjoy a Great Carly match, you're all right. <laughs> I always quite liked him. Well, actually, that's a lie. I liked him as being a rapper. Yeah. Then once he stopped that, I didn't like him again until he had a good match with Great Carly. Makes sense. Uh, there was something else I was going to say about Raw. Must have been really. Well, see, the, the Make Darren Young Great Again segments are really, really dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, really dog shit to the point that they filmed him separately because blatantly they're not flying Bob Backlund out anywhere and they've just gone to his house and set a green screen up and gone right stand in front of this say these words I liked the first one but I thought it was going to lead to something and it just isn't is it no it's like no. Golden Truth all over again 
god. In, and I'll tell you what it's fucking like. It's like them fucking Primo and Epico bollocks. Oh, they're still on, aren't they? Yeah. So they, they, they went to Puerto Rico or they went to some hot country and filmed actual vignettes. Then they debuted them on Raw. They had one match and then they went, actually, we're going to put you in front of a green screen and you just film some more and that's it. <laughs> um, I really like that they're called the Shining Stars and their finisher is called the Shining Star. It's literally like they ran out of names, isn't it? It is. But, all right. What we call them? Shining Stars. Okay. What are we going to call the finisher? Um, Ring. What's that? Got an idea for the finisher name. What's that? Shining Star. Brilliant. Done. Next. I think this the whole thing's been brought up by manatees, hasn't it? If you it, get the South Park reference with Family Guy, it's just manatees and just grabbing random names. And just grabbing the same, same ball over yeah, and over. Yeah, they just took the same one twice and it's just all bullshit. <laughs> the, the, like, it's Primo and Epico, for fuck's sake. Who cares? Just who fucking cares about them? Uh, Any other thoughts about Raw, Daryl? Maybe, like, Primo's dad cares. Yeah, but does he? He's probably like... Wait, he conspired to kill a man, didn't he? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't want any more of your thoughts, Daryl. Do you not? No, no. Uh, we're going to talk about some Money in the Bank matches after this. Money! Money, 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 money! Welcome back to the Royal Grumble. So, Money in the Bank pay-per-view is this Sunday, and we thought about previewing it, and we decided not to fucking bother. So, instead, we're going to talk about our favourite Money in the Bank matches from years gone by. Now, this is including when Money in the Bank was held at WrestleMania, as well as the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We're not talking about matches specifically at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, so for those of you who might be thinking, oh, why aren't we talking about Cena against Punk? We're not talking about Cena against Punk, we're talking about the ladder <laughs> matches, the Money in the Bank matches themselves. So. We've all picked a match. I know for a fact what Daryl's picked. I knew what he picked the minute I set him the task. So I'm going to lead with Dan, first of all. Dan, tell me, which one of the Money in the Bank match did you choose to watch? I watched three of them. Excellent. Look Fuck at off. This. Yeah. Yeah, see, extra credit. Yeah, I found, this, I see, found out we were doing this last night at, what, quarter, half seven? No, you found out days before, mate. I, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I have no recollection. Well, of right, that we're going to get into group text politics now. Yeah, right. I have no recollection of this. It'll be on the messages, but I have no recollection. That's you know why how you could recall it. Today. Scroll up. Yeah, but there's so many messages in it. So I'm there just getting ready to watch the football, and instead I'm having to dual screen and watch the football match and loads of different matches on here, which my girlfriend loved because there's nothing she loves more than football and wrestling. If she likes football and wrestling, there's a good YouTube video she can watch. I will, I'll point her on to that right. one. I'm sure she'll enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, I watched the first Money in the Bank match. I watched WrestleMania 26, which I'm guess, which I guess we'd be talking about. And yeah. I watched last year's. Interesting. Okay, I'm actually yeah. I'm quite excited about this. Well, I'll tell you what, you start with whichever one you want to start with, and then we'll... Um... Start at the beginning. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So the first one, I can't remember the, content, the contenders now. Well, uh, well, I remember at least one of them. Yeah, what, well, WrestleMania 21? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Benoit. <laughs> killed, killed his wife and child guys Chris Jericho he had long hair uh, Shelton Benjamin token black um, Kane were in it ladder set on fire yeah that's yeah. cool that. oh, yeah, like that. Um, Christian Christian were in it with, with Tyson Tomco, Tomco, yeah. Tomco and there must have been another one fucking Edge won it you spastics edge, an Edge yeah <laughs> yeah I've got the I've, you got think the, you know I've got the thing in front of me now <laughs> so yeah the first one was um, that was the a, whole idea was it quote by the way I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not that big, I'm not that guy I'm alright me so yeah, um, the whole match came about because Chris Jericho proposed it to Eric Bischoff. Yeah. So then Jericho was the first person put into it. And then did they have qualifiers for this one? I don't know. I don't think they did. No, in this one, they just um, they just went straight to it. In the book, sorry, in one of Jericho's books, he says he actually did come up with the idea himself. That's Jericho. I know it is, but like... Yeah, and they always credit him with it though. Like it, yeah. and like pretty much every match he's in, they always say Jericho's the innovator of this match. Whereas I think they just sweep it under rug if... They'd probably, yeah, they'd probably quietly drop that if it wasn't true. They'd probably be like, because if it was someone like Pat Patterson who'd had the actual idea, they'd mm. probably credit him with it in later years. But they always do bring it back to the fact that Jericho was the one with the idea. And he does mention in the book about, it. it he didn't have the exact idea. He had, I think he said, any of us gets a title shot at the next show or something, but it's, it's, in, a, it's in a ladder match format. There's something like that. 
he had the nucleus of the idea and they took it and made it the briefcase with the I don't think he had the idea for the briefcase but he had the idea for the contract the contracted match yeah and that they could name it anytime any place yeah um so the first match it lays the complete groundwork for how the matches are done now apart from you had a bunch of guys in there and then Shelton Benjamin who and Christian who could ideally win it and go on and do bigger things so it was used as complete as a launching pad and then also it was the match at WrestleMania, kind of how they do the Intercontinental title match now, where it was like, this match is literally just spot. Like two guys in the ring, spot. Two guys ring, spot. And it's just this over and over. But then there's some really cool ones like Shelton Benjamin running up the ladder that's positioned like on the side, running up that to hit one of the guys off the top. And there's loads of really cool, innovative spots for the time in it. And you can see why it's become such a staple of the WWE's calendar now. And also, like, there's some really good, like, selling in the match, though, as well. Like, as much as people don't like talking about Chris Benoit, there's a whole thing where he has his arm, like, bashed in by Kane. So then, later on in the match, he's struggling to climb the ladder because he can't use his arm. And he's struggling to do spots and eventually has to will his way up to eventually do a diving headbutt off Kane that busts his nose open and busts his head open as well. But yeah, like, there's actually a little bit of psychology in the match and then Edge coming in at the end and winning it, which set up his, like, rise to the top, really. This match was really important for setting the tone of a lot of things when WWE goes forward because it provided us with the first money in the bank, obviously, and that yep. goes without saying, which has now become so popular that it's created its own pay-per-view as well as loads of copycats in different indie promotions. I think every indie fed has got its own version of money in the bank. Yes. They've all had at least one, haven't they? Yeah. Um, obviously, TNA had their... <laughs> even T- fired. TNA couldn't even copy it right, could they? Oh. They couldn't even copy it properly. You know, it's better than one briefcase. Four, Four briefcases. briefcases, and one of them people get sacked, and they're all on poles. Didn't one of them have to wear a turkey suit? That no, one? that was that was the turkey bowl. Oh. You're mixing up. <laughs> you're mixing up your shit TNA gimmicks. Stop getting TNA wrong. <laughs> it isn't hard to get TNA wrong, but. I think there's an argument to be made that without this match, Shelton Benjamin probably gets released a lot earlier. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin was fucking brilliant in this match. Some of the stuff he pulls out in it is awesome. I know Kofi Kingston pretty much took his spot in future years, but... Racist. Well, as Daryl put it, token black guy, which is really terrible, but... (laughs) Somewhat (laughs) true, though, in this match. Yeah, it's it's completely true. It's a little uncomfortable. But Um, yeah, Shelton Benjamin has, has loads of amazing moments, and it became kind of his match for the next few years. Yeah, it sets the tone for a lot of things because it gives Jericho that excuse to keep claiming about, you know, I invented the match, it was my idea, this, then, the other. It invented, well, it innovated the multi-man ladder match, which obviously had been done before, but this was something different. It was singles competitors. It was competing for something that really everyone wanted to attain in the Money in the Bank briefcase. It sets up Edge as the ultimate opportunist. And of course, it eventually provided us with the first ever cash in, which was the one at the New Year's Revolution, two thousand and seven, two thousand and six, two thousand six. Yes, yes, it was. Sorry, my apologies. Um, which was something completely new. We'd never even seen that before. No. And although they've repeated it a lot of times since then, the idea itself is really good. Like when they came up with the idea of having a title shot that you can have at any time, any place, for one year. It's, it's it's so simple, and yet it works so well. Yeah, I think that the first cash-in, people weren't 100% sure what it was, though, were they? Because like, I don't think it was ever made totally clear that you could walk out at the end of a match and go, I'm having my title shot now. I think it was... Um, people assumed it was, you can name your date for a yeah. title shot, or I'll have a title shot later tonight, not, I'm having it literally this second, I've got a referee... Because Vince even came out, didn't he, for that? Yeah, he did. yeah, which, him, yeah, which I don't think's happened since. It's usually someone just runs down and cracks on with briefcase and says, well, "I'm having your fucking belt." He did do it a few. Well, he did do a similar thing a few years later, where he demanded someone come out to cash in. Right. Uh, the CM yeah. Punk Money in the Bank uh, title match against John Cena, which we said we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> well, that's the closest it got, but obviously yeah. he was at the ringside for that anyway. Um, but yeah, you're right. That added an extra level of gravitas to it, and we. I think we'll probably say we'll try not to talk too much about the cash-ins because that's something we might want to talk about another time. So we'll try and focus mostly on the ladder matches. But nonetheless, you're right. It created that moment that, I mean, I guess 
the suggestion is there's diminishing returns when you do it too often, but that night, New Year's Revolution, that was a brand new thing, as you say. It had never even been considered before. <coughs> the briefcase hadn't been explained that well, and I think it worked in their favour because not only did we get an amazing match out of it that a lot of people remember at WrestleMania 21 and was probably the match of the night, yeah. considering the two fairly underwhelming world title matches. You have Michael's There is a angle. Michael's angle, but there's, you know, you, you could argue horses for courses. Some people prefer that. Some people would prefer the money in the bank. But it set the tone for something that has become a genuine innovation in an era where WWE tend to go back to old ideas. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool. Good. He does. You don't. No. Well, what I mean is they tend to go back to whenever they're panicking, whenever they try and struggle to come up with something, they tend to go back to something they've used in the Attitude Era or something before that, you know, like with Cena, it was the superhero with Roman Reigns. They're trying to do the sort of... Big Daddy Cool Diesel. (laughs) 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 Lol, that works. Yeah, that was good. Do you just say lol out loud? I always say lol out loud. You're disgusting. But You said internet wrestling community the other week, so you can fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. But this is something that they've innovated within the last well, just over 10 years, that they, whilst they do go back to it, it's something that was new. And whilst they do tend to use it again, it's at least something that's been innovated recently. Do you, yeah, am, yeah. I, am I explaining yeah. myself? I might yeah. not explain myself very well, but... I'll rescue you, mate. Let's talk about Edge. Um, Edge didn't want to be in this match. He was done with ladder matches. It's either in his book or it's on a podcast somewhere. You fucking blame him, considering how his career ended. <laughs> Yeah, but like at that point in his career, yeah. he were like they they brought that match to him, and he were like, mm, "I'd rather I'd rather sit out of WrestleMania." I think that might have been Jericho's book, actually, genuinely. Yeah, in the same bit that he's talking about Money in the Bank. Yeah, Edge didn't want to do it. He were like, I'm done with ladder matches. Like, I don't want to be defined as just being a ladder match guy. Could you imagine if he didn't do it? Yeah, like where would he be? Like, who do you actually think? I mean, they might have added a different six person, but say if they didn't, out of the five, who do you think they'd have given the briefcase two out of it uh would they maybe have gone with jericho as the like I'm, I'm thinking so because if you think about it vince hates christian he literally wanted to put a dot over his face so you couldn't see his face <laughs> yeah he did i mean shelton benjamin you can make an argument for because he was getting a bit of a push then he was intercontinental champion at the time they're not going to put it on kane gonna, i mean I know, I know they gave him the briefcase later on but at that point they weren't going to give him the briefcase i mean Benoit was a year away, a year past the biggest win of his career, winning the title at WrestleMania 20. But then he never really got to that height again because they didn't really think his title reign went well. So Yeah, but also if you think of their mindset... hindsight as well. Yeah, if you think of their mindset, they put it on Edge, who'd never won the belt before. So I reckon probably gone with Shelton. Yeah, you're probably right, because they would be looking to elevate rather than... Because at that time, they really were looking to elevate. Yeah, You know, that was during that brief period where they went, oh... Probably make some people well, better. On those points, like you look at the few winners over the next few years, and you can see that clearly in this match, they were looking to put people over and make new stars using this match. I think that might be part of the reason why people were so pissed off at Sheamus winning last year was that it wasn't elevating somebody new. It was just uh, this guy who he's done all right a couple of times, and of all the people in that match, I remember thinking you're the least interesting. I'd argue of the last few years that's been the problem. Mm. I mean, Cena won it one year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was all right with that because it was something a little different, and you knew with Cena he wouldn't do the surprise cash in. Plus, also the way it happened with him, they wanted him to be the first one to not win the title because he was strong enough to to cope with it. They did it wrong because they didn't have him lose the match because they didn't quite want to go that far, but eventually someone who won the money in the bank was going to have to lose their title match and John Cena was absolutely the right person to do that yeah. so yeah like in the first few years uh, the one after the first one Rob Van Dam won the second one and went on to cash in the title at one night stand hmm. I remember thinking actually after like for as much as no one really knew what it was the first year I seem to remember the next few years the winners looked like they were more obvious yeah. even though some of them didn't quite turn out as planned, and we'll Mr. get to that. Mr. Kennedy is the next one, and he obviously didn't get to cash in. Uh, he got injured 
they thought it was going to be out long term, so they gave the briefcase to Edge in a match. Turned out it was only out for a few weeks. Edge cashed it in a few days later and won the title again. Just don't call a guy Kennedy. That name is cursed. Just don't call uh, somebody Kennedy. The next two years were big ones because CM Punk won it the fir- in 2008 at WrestleMania 24. And then the next year at 25, which is the one I attended, CM Punk won again. And I genuinely did not expect him to do it two years in a row. Well, one of them years, Jeff Hardy were down to win it, weren't he? But then he got suspended. Well, let's let's talk into that because that's WrestleMania 24. Because WrestleMania 24 was the one that was seven people. It was the first one with seven people instead of six. And as I recall, it was scheduled to be eight. Then Jeff got suspended. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, they decided to just go with the seven. But that was the one that Jeff... Because <coughs> to briefly skim over the one that Rob Van Dam won, it seemed pretty nailed on that that's what he was going to do. Because I remember they were talking about ECW starting up again. He won the Money in the Bank briefcase. And then the next thing we knew, um, there was going to be an ECW one-night stand. And we knew there was going to be another one-night stand. And it was like, well, that's obvious. He wins the Money in the Bank there. He names his title shot at the ECW one-night stand. And sure enough, that's what led to the, on storyline-wise, it led to the relaunching of the ECW brand. But Jeff Hardy seemed like the next obvious choice to win the following year. Well, Jeff Hardy was in the one the year after with where Mr. Kennedy won, but they were really seemed to be pushing Mr. Kennedy at the time. Is the year after he's not involved in it? Uh, the CM, first CM Punk one. Yeah. So yeah, like I say, he wasn't involved in WrestleMania 24. Now WrestleMania 24 was my personal favorite of all the um, Money in the Bank matches. I didn't watch. I wasn't watching at the time of the first one. I have seen. I have gone back and watched it. It's a very good match, but I wasn't sort of emotionally invested in it in the way I was come WrestleMania 24. Um, and I think part of the fact that Jeff got taken out of the match made it even more interesting because then you were a bit more like, well, I don't know who's going to win this match. There were rumours that Matt Hardy was going to come back. There were rumours that, you know, uh, was Kennedy going to get his chance again? Was he going to get the chance that he didn't get before? Was Jericho finally going to win it having innovated the match? And the match itself it carries a sort of a distinct look compared to the others because it was held in the outdoor stadium yeah, whilst it was still light. So yeah. like at the start of the match, it's still light outside. I mean, it's sort of dusky, but it's still light outside. So you can, it just gives it a little bit of a different look by the end of the match. I believe it's pretty much dark and it, it I don't know if it's just because it looks different. It sticks in my mind a bit more. But there were some really good spots in this one as well. This was the one where John Morrison was in it and he did the flip with the ladder off of the turnbuckle. Like a moonsault. Yeah, the yeah. moonsault with the ladder. Um, <clears throat> it was the one where like Carlito and Kennedy lobbed Shelton off the big ladder in the middle through a ladder on the side. Yeah. Was um, that the first breakable ladder spot? It might be, I think actually. it was. Yeah, you're probably right. He said earlier about how WB, when they panic, go back to the same old stuff. That breakaway ladder spot is done every time now in every sort of ladder match. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a shame that they should it? Like, save that though, because that's a in storyline. That's a metal ladder. Yeah. So like that's more brutal than a wooden table, I think. Yeah. But they just do it every match, like it's fuck all. As I mentioned before about Matt Hardy possibly coming back, he'd been injured, and there's a really good spot in this, and I know it sounds shocking in. 2016 to say this but like a few years ago he was actually all right uh matt hardy had had a big feud with mvp he'd gotten injured in storyline by mvp mvp has this moment where he stood in the ring on his own there's a ladder set up and no one else is anywhere near he climbs up he's gonna get the briefcase he's gonna win and then matt hardy comes out of the crowd gives him a twist of fate off the ladder and people go mad for it and that takes mvp out you know what would have been fucking meant if jeff hardy didn't get suspended matt hardy did that and then Jeff Hardy went up and grabbed the briefcase. It would have, really. Yeah, but, but he thought that up, didn't he? <laughs> what Jeff Hardy did, what a surprise. Uh, and then the shock of CM Punk winning, probably, I mean, it's probably hard to explain now, but CM Punk at the time was still on ECW, as far as I recall. He was getting a more of a name, but he wasn't a name. He wasn't a big name in the WWE at the time. He was in that sort of upper mid-card area. But he, he he was a Kofi Kingston. He was in that he was in the Kofi Kingston zone. Yeah, you're about right, actually. Yeah. yeah. He was a Kofi Kingston. So for people like us who were sort of indie wrestling fans at the time, it any small victory you got with CM Punk, it was like, oh great, he's 
he's done something. He's done. He's done really well. Now I think he'd already won and lost the ECW title by this point. In fact, I know he had because he lost it to yeah. Chavo probably about a month before. And every time he got to these little milestones, like winning the ECW championship, you were like, well, this is as good as it's going to get for him. So let's really celebrate that. Let's really enjoy that. And once he lost the ECW title, I think a lot of people were like, right, that's it. He's, he's going to be done now. He's going to go back to upper mid card. He'll always be popular, but he'll never get any sort of corporate success, if you like. And then he won the money in the bank. And at that point, all the people who'd cashed in the money in the bank, admittedly, you know, mostly Edge, had been had been title winners so you start there was then the thought was well is he going to be the first one to lose and then he cashed in on edge and won the title now that title reign wasn't great yeah it was the one the the year after that really made his name yeah but that's not the point the point was (coughs) this was a really important milestone in getting cm punk to the level that he eventually got to yeah do you remember the wrestlemania 2024 match guys I don't remember much of it, to be honest. I remember like the odd spots you've mentioned because they'd be used on highlight packages so much. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember the match in full. Is that the one where he celebrates at the end with the ladders lent up against the turnbuckle and he climbs, sort of like climbs up the ladder and celebrates with a briefcase? Or is that 25? I no, I think that is that one. You would know that you were there. <laughs> I, I think it's, That's a long time ago and I'm old. So I don't remember it. <laughs> I, th- I think it is that one anyway. Yeah. That's, my, that's from what I... Other than what we've already talked about, that's all I, I remember CM Punk celebrating with a briefcase like yeah. with it lent up against the ladder lent up against the turnbuckle. Another thing I do remember was um Mr. Kennedy running um underneath a ladder to begin with. And everybody being like, Oh, that's unlucky. I was like, like fucking Mr. Kennedy needs any less <laughs> luck than he already has. He was... No, he ends up in TNA after that, so he's got really shit luck. God. Mr. Kennedy. Uh so we move on from WrestleMania 24. Dan, you told us that you were at WrestleMania 25. Yep. Any specific remem- memories of that match? Just the big shot when CM Punk was the first guy to win it twice. And the first year when he'd won it, um, his title reign he had wasn't spectacular. Um, he eventually never actually lost the title, but never got a match for it. Um, it was the one where they were doing a four-way at Unforgiven, and uh, Randy Orton came in and kicked him in the head and replaced him in the match. Was that? No, no. This was the championship scramble. Oh, the championship scramble. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a four, wasn't there any regular four way. It was a five way championship scramble. I quite like the matches. They're all right. Yeah. So CM Punk really had a shit time with it, and then the next year he won it again, which was a big shock, and he had a really great title reign out of it with a whole Jeff Hardy feud to write Jeff Hardy out of the storylines. So yeah, that's my big memory of it. I don't remember any big spots or anything. It was it, it money back match was always enjoyable. So. But I, I'm guessing Daryl's like itching his seat to talk about what happened next. Yeah, so we skip over WrestleMania 26. Yeah, we'll pass that one. Yeah, we'll, yeah, skip, we'll skip over really that. I can't remember who won that. Yeah. Oh, no, I do remember who won that because whoever it was, I mean, you know, the figure's shady to me, but I do remember them fumbling with the briefcase for about 20 minutes. It's cut from the network. I was so good. <laughs> so th- this is the other match I watched, and I knew Daryl had watched it too. Uh, the ending of the match is cut down. There's about a minute worth of footage gone. But when we watched it live, we've talked about it before on the podcast, it felt like 10 minutes because Daryl was jumping up and down, screaming, he's going to do it! He's going to do it! Until eventually he unho- unhooks it. But yeah, Daryl, go on. Okay, so Kofi Kingston, Matt Hardy, Drew McIntyre, Kane, Shelton Benjamin, Evan Bourne, MVP, Christian, that fucking cunt Dolph Ziggler, none of them bastards. <laughs> None of them were better than Jack Swagger on that night. <laughs> None of them. It was the first ever uh, ten-man Money in the Bank match. That's true. I've not even thought about that yet. Yeah. When you were reeling off those names, I was like, "This must be more than eight now, surely." Fucking yeah. Hell. So it was the first ever ten-man Money in the Bank. Um, was that the last Money in the Bank at WrestleMania? It was as well? because later in that year they did the first Money in the Bank pay per view. Right. So there you go. In that year, there were three Money in the Bank winners because obviously Jack Swagger cashed his in that week or maybe the week after. Um, and then... Um, I can give you this fact. Swagger held actually in two, for two days. Uh, he cashed it in on the SmackDown after WrestleMania, but on TV it would have been four days. I yeah, because yeah, he was the record for the quickest cash in. Yeah, it was the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and then later on that year, they did the Raw and SmackDown Money in the Bank at the pay-per-view, so then there was obviously two. But I think Kane might have won it that year and cashed yes, it in that night. Yes, Kane and The Miz. 
Oh, okay. It was yeah. The Miz, which was like the CM Punk one, but for completely different reasons. You thought, well, The Miz is going to be the guy who loses the first time, and he didn't, and he headlined WrestleMania, and he continually goes on about it, which works for him. <laughs> I'm fucking okay with that. I yeah. like The Miz now. Because it had possibly the best WrestleMania like entrance video for a main event. <laughs> that that promo is fucking brilliant. One thing that makes me laugh a little bit, that, and I'm sorry to sort of um, detract from what we were saying before, um, is... CM Punk was really fucking pissy about the Miz headline in WrestleMania <laughs> that year. If you were watching the story, if you were watching the show, there would have been no reason to replace CM Punk to replace the Miz with CM Punk because the Miz, for that brief period of time, was absolutely the right guy to go on last at WrestleMania. Yeah, because CM Punk would be he'd be bitching and moaning now instead of bitching and moaning about never getting his WrestleMania main event. He'd be going. Oh, well, the only time I ever got a main event, they upstaged me with The Rock. Oh, I'm going to go fight in UFC. What? Oh, no, I hurt my back. Oh. <laughs> you really don't like CM Punk, do you? No, not especially, no. Not as a person. Anyway, so Evan Bourne did a mint shooting star press. They're like, they set up like this scaffold thing with a ladder, which looked fucking dangerous. Jesus, and yeah. I did like a shooting star press off it, which were mint. Um... I was thinking, what, else, what other spots have I? I've got stuff written down here. He must have um, done a swagger bomb onto the onto the ladder at some point, surely. Four knows. Brilliant. He does do a. He does the uh, the swagger bomb's like the Vader bomb, isn't it? Oh no, sorry, I meant he's got wrench power bomb. Oh okay, because uh, he does like the Vader bomb. I feel like the I feel the Vader splash thing onto the like guy underneath the ladder. I think, or he's on, he's he's on the ladder. I've seen Vader's penis. <laughs> We Great, can never thanks, bring him buddy. up anymore. Oh, no, we can never. There's certain things we just can't talk about. You've seen his eye hanging out of his socket and his cock hanging out of his bombs. <laughs> oh come on! You <laughs> missed. You missed a chance for a brilliant rhyme there. You could have said he's seen his eye hanging out of his socket and his cock hanging out of his pocket. <laughs> Way knock it out. We can all go home. I'm not the poet you are, Graham. Oh well, never mind. Um, oh, Kofi Kingston. He the ladder broke, and he used it as stilts. Yeah. <laughs> Really cool spot, although when you look back at it, you're like, that's completely impractical. What the fuck was he planning to do once he got to the top? This, he's, he's... this is the master of avoiding Royal Rumble eliminations, so it, it, he's inventive at least. It is one for you as well. We've mentioned Jeff Jarrett today. Um, Drew McIntyre uh, kept being called the chosen one, which <laughs> uh, are a bit, bit Jeff Jarrett-like. Drew, Drew McIntyre is one of my boys as well. See if you can guess why. You know why. Everyone knows why. Anything else to say about the WrestleMania 26 ladder match, Daryl? Or, or can we all like, um, move on with all That those? match contained... I can't remember. Has MVP ever won the TNA world title? Because he was in TNA mm. for a while. No, so he's got three... So. Oh, did he? Mate, oh, I, don't, I don't count He's got anyway. one former TNA heavyweight champion and two future ones. <laughs> Interesting. Shows Just what TNA go for. That it was the, great, the greatest night in the history of our great sport, is what it was. <laughs> Jack Swagger winning that. That 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 was his peak, and I know he won the bell after that. But let's be honest, it went a bit downhill. So that that sort of week was like his peak peak of his career. It really was. Yeah, he had a, he had a snazzy new little robe that, that then, he had on. Yeah, but he, then he then he ruined it all by like winning the belt on SmackDown and then changing his character completely. Yeah, from like the dickhead toothy jock to oh, Chris, I'm Jer- really Chris Jericho Mark Two. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck. One more. Dan, you told us, and I'll try and run along with you as much as I possibly can. You told yeah. us that you watched last year's Money in the Bank. Yeah, I well. watched it, and ugh, I don't know why I did it, because the winner is so underwhelming in it, and it goes on to the point I was going to oh, make. I'm going to stop you, because I just forgot. I just remembered now. Um, there was one more Money in the Bank ladder match I wanted to talk about, Go and I'm just going to talk about it really, really quickly. Was Daniel Bryan winning the Money in the Bank at Money in the Bank 2011? Yeah, it was the same night that Alberto Del Rio won the Money in the Bank that you talked about that they tried to send him to cash in on CM yeah. Punk, and that similar to the first CM Punk win was another one of these we didn't think he'd do it, so it's great moments yeah. with Daniel Bryan. I never thought he'd be anything in WWE, even less than CM Punk, because CM Punk always had the gift of the gab. Daniel Bryan was always much better technically, but. He never seemed to have the same type of personality that CM Punk did. And so when he won that Money in the Bank ladder match, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Even if, again, we all thought he was going to be the first one who would lose. It seems like the guys who you expect to lose get the best storylines out of it. Yeah, whereas Damien Sandow, who you probably thought would have won. 
Yeah, because like Daniel Bryan's whole storyline was like, I'm going to cash this in and headline WrestleMania. That's my, that's what I'm going to do. And instead, when his opportunity came, he went and pinned Mark Henry and then had that little run where he was having matches with Mark Henry at the big show and changed up his gimmick entirely. And he had a pretty, like, it seems like the guys like that have pretty good storylines out of it. Yeah. Yes. Go on. So, like, last year's Money in the Bank. So, yeah. Do, do you have the participants down? Because I've been. Uh, it's Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Kofi Kingston, Neville, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns. So, this is the one where Roman Reigns was. It looked like he was going to win it at the end. What's wrong? Uh, did you even say Seamus there? Oh, it's Seamus, Seamus won. Yeah, I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, it's. Um, so, the whole thing at the end of the match was Roman Reigns looks like he's going to get the briefcase, chorus of booze. And then the lights go out and Bray Wyatt stops him and does and starts the anyone but you thing. Sheamus ends up winning it. The crowd go mild. Uh, the point I was going to make using this match, though, is that really there's been so few since it moved from WrestleMania to the pay-per-views where it seemed like it started becoming the safe match just to give a guy an opportunity to the title who they're obviously positioning in that spot. Before it, like you said, the WrestleMania ones, it always seems to be to elevate a guy. It was an opportunity to get a guy who wasn't in the title picture and put him there. Whereas looking at the winners from the few years after that, like there's odd ones like the Miz, Daniel Bryan, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I can't remember whether he was around much at the time. He was like he was towards the top though. We he... saw him cash it in. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we uh, that, Damien Sandow was getting towards there at the time. Like he seemed to be getting pushed a lot. To give you an idea, he was in a feud with Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. So, so but yeah, most of the winners, like it's the pretty obvious guy. And it's the WB's kind of gone back on it now where before it was for the guy to put them in the title picture and to create a new star, whereas now it's just a prop. And that's one of the problems we've talked about with like the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view and all these like gimmick pay-per-views where the thing has just become a prop now in the matches rather than something that means something anymore. I'm saying something way too many times. And But the thing is, this year, looking at the um, Money in the Bank match for this year, the participants are Sami Zayn. Sorry. <laughs> Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and Alberto Del Rio. <coughs> this year, I'd, I've got an idea for who's going to win it. But otherwise, it's one of those where you don't think, you look at it and think, oh, well, anyone could actually win this match and could be elevated. Well, on that exact note, one final thing before we finish the show, before we wrap the show up and I don't hold it and spiel. One name prediction. I don't want any reasons. I don't care about your reasons. Just tell me. Daryl, who wins the money in the bank free pace this year? Kevin Owens. Dan? Dean Ambrose. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Can no, I just give no, a reason no, quickly? No, what, no, you what? can't. No, I just told you. I have a, I have no, a very good no, reason. No, no. I have a very good reason. No. And Raw sets no. it up as well. I'm going to keep doing it. No. <laughs> Raw, no. Sets, Raw sets it no. up. No. I'm quite interested. I don't yeah. care. No. You, you, this is my show. SummerSlam. <laughs> SummerSlam is going to be the shield oh. in the freeway. Yeah, all right. We've already had that match. I'll end it now. Um, no. Have they not done that? No. No, they're four away with Randy Orton. Uh, yeah. It'll anyway. be those three in a freeway, and it's been set up on Raw. So RoyalGrumble.weebly.com, <laughs> RoyalGrumble.podbean.com, Twitter RoyalGrumblePod, RoyalGrumblePod.gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Can I find us on Facebook? Yeah, facebookcom slash RoyalGrumble. Okay. Thanks very much. See you later. Say goodbye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Say goodbye, Dan. Bye. No, you're not allowed to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Catch you later. Tyrant. <laughs>